I'm Cameron Whalen from Bruno Mars and the Hooligans, and I'm hanging with Ina Esco and the Verbally Effective Podcast. What's up, Memphis? It's Quavisa Henderson from Electrolife Juice Bar, the healthiest spot in the city. Chilling with Ina Esco with Verbally Effective Podcast. Verbally Effective, your double E, Ina Esco. Hey, guys, how is everyone doing? Thank you guys so much for listening to the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. And today I have the founder of Owls LLC, Dominic Lawson, in the building with me. And he is also the creator of the Start of Life podcast and approaching like his 100 episode. So, of course, you know, podcasting is my thing. Podcasting is his thing. We have so much to talk about today. How are you, Dominic? I am good, ma'am. How are you? <laughs> I am doing wonderful. So good for you to join me in the studio today. I, it, it, it's, a, it's an honor for me to, to be here. I appreciate you so much. I really appreciate it. I really do. You know what? I remember when we first met, mm-hmm. um, and I'm talking about online, though. We first okay. met online on Facebook mm-hmm. um, through mutual people. Sure. We were talking about podcasting, and I was like, I got to get him on the Podbox series because I just felt like you would be, you know, so insightful with coming to that event to help other podcasters out. And you came, and you were magnificent. I, I, You know, the thing is, is like, you know, like you, I, I get excited about podcasts, and mm-hmm. I believe it really is the wave of the future of stars, mm-hmm. like content marketing and stuff like that. And so I knew firsthand, like when I first heard about Verbally Effective, I was like, okay, let's, let's check this out. <laughs> check out the podcast. Like, oh, I got to hook up with Ina. Got to mm-hmm. hook up with Ina, right? Mm-hmm. So we were kind of kindred spirits in that regard mm-hmm. because I, I knew I had to, kind of meet you and tell you, you know, most, more importantly uh, to say that I respect your craft and what you do and that I really, you know, uh, appreciate your podcast and love your podcast. So Thank you. Mm-hmm. I love your podcast as well. You. And you talk to so many entrepreneurs from everywhere. I do. I do. So. It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, the, the path it's, it's kind of taken, it's almost, it's almost kind of, kind of become a life of its own mm-hmm. with the type of people that we brought on the show. So it, it's been an amazing ride. It's been an amazing ride. Wow. Well, you know what, Dominic, we're going to start at the beginning. Okay. And I want you to tell the listeners, where exactly are you from? Well, you know, I'm born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm a, I'm a native, you know, the beautiful land in the world. And, um, I, uh, went to Westwood high school, uh, love the Longhorns, uh, still, uh, go back and do some, uh, work there, uh, back at Westwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, graduated 2001, a few months right before 9-11. Wow. Uh, and so I, I, re- I point that out to everyone because, like, I say that's the day I became an adult mm-hmm. because things just kind of changed after mm-hmm. that day. Uh, and I knew I wanted to actually, you know, spend like 20 years in the Army uh, after that day. You know, so I actually was in school. I had, uh, got an academic scholarship to Maryville College. And I was in school, and I was, and that happened. I was like, you know what? I I want to I want to serve my country. Mm, and so, so that empowered you to serve. It did. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. It was something that you know that you know uh, I wanted to serve something bigger than myself, and I felt like you know uh, my dad you know taught me about like respecting the flag and growing up and stuff like that. My mom you know was always talking about you know serve a cause bigger than yourself, and the opportunity kind of presented itself, and so mm. I left school and joined the army. You weren't scared? No. No, Considering like really. at that time at 9-11, it was like we're on the brink of a major war for sure. or something. For sure. For sure. But it, it was a situation where, you know, uh, I, I don't know if I got a hero complex or something like that. You but, do. But maybe <laughs> I do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it, it, it was a situation where I wanted to, to serve. And that's something that really speaks to who I am and what I'm all about. I, I like serving mm-hmm. other people and trying to help other people. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, I thought that was like the major way to do that. Mm-hmm. But when I left school and I tried to get in the Army, it didn't work out. What happened? Well, uh, back in the eighth grade, I actually uh, played in a homeroom basketball tournament and I tore my ACL. Oh, wow. And so that was one of the things where I got, you know, uh, you know they said, you know, we love your spirit, but you can't really join, right, at that time. Okay. And so uh, I decided to kind of stay home, go to school for a little bit. You know, I really kind of just kind of meandered around a little bit, you know, job here, job there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, back in it, when 2005 came around, I actually moved to Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I, I met a young lady there. Mm. 
and uh, we got we uh, she got pregnant. Well, I'm sorry, we got pregnant. I don't want to just put it all on her. Get it right, uh, right for sure, for it sure. It takes two, uh, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, we got pregnant, and I decided to to marry her. Okay, right, and um, I was 22 years old. She was 19. Uh, probably wasn't the best decision. So young, just so young, right? Mm-hmm. I really learned my first life lesson. It was like you can be noble and foolish at the same mm-hmm. time because I wanted to do the noble thing marry her, you know, stuff like that, you know, have this family. Uh, but I was too young, so that's where the foolish part comes in, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I actually uh, tried to get in the Army again at that time, right? Because, you know, I got this new family now, right? I got to take care of them. And so and I knew, you know, Army is kind of a safe, secure job. Let's try it again. I actually got in this time. Okay. Right? And so uh, I got in, and then while I was while I was in there, they found this heart condition, Oh. Right. And so now I have like this, uh, um, uh, the kids I work with call me Iron Man, right? Because I got like this pacemaker in my chest or whatever. The case you? Yeah, I do. I have a, uh, it's called an ICD, okay. enterocardial diverter device or something like that. Some, you know. Whatever. Guess what? I have a heart condition. Really? Microvalve. Uh, what's the name? Name? Microvalve. It's not as serious as yours. I I'm got sure. you. No, I got but you. But my heart, it, it like flutters often and it. Like myocarditis regu- or something like that? Something like something that. Like it that. has Look, to regulate again. Right. If there's any medical professionals listening right now, we're, we're butchering <laughs> we your crap. We do apologize. <laughs> Sorry. We just want to apologize Sorry, right now. Sorry, cardiologist out there. <laughs> right. Exactly. But okay, exactly. so that prevented you. Yeah. And so what happened was at that moment, I, I actually got medical retirement from the Army. I did. And was in the Army. How long? I was, uh, I was in, uh, technically I was in the Army for five years, right? Okay. But as far as like, you know, that time from like the time I went in to the time is like, you were going to give you medical retirement, wow. nine months. That is like a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like nine months, right? So I actually kind of see it as like, I kind of actually see it as like, you know, God saying that, look, I tried to t- keep you out of the Army the first time. Mm. You wouldn't listen. Okay. So you're going to get it. Okay. I'm going to give you a little piece. Then I'm going to get you out of here. Mm-hmm. Right. So clearly I feel like. There was a higher being saying, like, I got something else planned for you. This ain't it. While you were there five years, mm-hmm. did you go um, overseas? Desk duty. Desk, Desk duty, duty, right? Okay. Like a lot of a lot of medical appointments, a lot of driving around uh, full, bird, cor- full bird colonels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But nothing, nothing, you know, yeah. I come from a all. military family. Okay. My dad and my uncles, they're gotcha. all retired Army. Tell them army, said, Army, Army. Tell them I said thank you for their service. I will. I really appreciate it. I, really <laughs> I will. Appreciate it. Okay, so what happened next? So after that, uh, you know, got out, you know, uh, we ha- we uh, got out of the Army, uh, had a second child together because, you know, we had this family here. And that's kind of where I started to realize, okay, this, you know, uh, our marriage isn't working, right? Why like not? We're, we're fighting all the time, a lot of time. You know, we kind of depended on having like that Army pay and stuff like that. Mm. And so when, you know, you know how it is with marriages, when the money get funny, oh. you know. You're going to really see right, what's you, going right, on when the money funny, come out, right? For real. You know, okay. but it was a situation, looking back now, it was just a situation like we both were just young, I think, okay. you know. And so, and like, she's a, like a really good, you know, ally and co-parent now to this day. Like we well, we, la- we laugh and joke and, 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 you know, and stuff like that all the time now, mm-hmm. right? But it, it took some years to kind of, kind of figure that out. Okay. Uh, so, you know, got divorced around like 2010, had two kids together. And then uh, after that, you know, I just, I just kind of out here, right? You know, just kind of like, here you know, in these streets. A, a little bit, a little bit, a trying little bit. Trying to find your way? Trying to find my way, trying to figure out what's the next move, you know, because like, you know, I'm I medically retired at, at 22. Mm-hmm. And so it's like Uncle Sam kind of takes care of me each, right. each, each month, right? So it's like, you know, sometimes... Uh, having, you know, having something like that can kind of stall you a yes. little bit, right? Because, like, you know, you're trying to find your purpose, trying to find your way. And if everything's taken care of, you're almost kind of like, what am I, what do I work towards? What do I work for, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I decided to go back to school. Okay. And went back to school a little bit, you know, online or whatever, because Uncle Sam took care of that as well. So mm-hmm. thank you, Uncle Sam. <laughs> um, and then I met, uh, I, well, I actually re- reconnected with uh, somebody I, I grew up with in high school or whatever. Right? And she's now my my wife. Okay. Right? And so we reconnected and, you know, um, I kind of, you know, bared my soul to her, let her know, like, you know, what was going on the past few years. And, you know, just like any other great person, she she listened. She let me confide in her. She let me. She she was my person. Right. But being newly divorced, I didn't appreciate that. Why not, Dominique? Because it was a situation. I'm still young, mm-hmm. still stupid. 
You know what I'm saying? And so I, and I tell people all the time, I had the I had the FB on my chest and it didn't stand for FUBU. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so had a check from Uncle Sam. <laughs> right, right. On a regular. Right, right. And so it got to a situation where she was, you know, she really is probably the person that saved my life. Right. Okay. And, and so um, it got to a point where she was like, nah, can't do this no more with you, Dominic. Mm-hmm. And so she 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 got up and got out. Mm. And it was at that moment, like this, this whole just kind of like, ah, crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she's the one. You had to go get your boo. I had to. Mm-hmm. I had to. And so straighten up, fly, flew right, mm-hmm. and um, uh, stayed on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. And so we uh, we had a daughter together, and we got married. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, we, um, we bought a house not too long ago and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we eventually started a company. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me ask you this. Sure. Before you started the company, mm-hmm. what was like the job you were doing before you started the company? Um, It was a few things. Right. So I had been in banking for a while. Right. Okay. So like on and off. So I had been like a business banker for seven years. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and but it was one of the situations where it's like I liked banking, but it, it but it was still like something missing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like still there was a void there. Right. That mm-hmm. that that not any job could really fill. Mm hmm. And so um, that's kind of what I was doing uh, right before we started the company. And what happened was my wife called me one day because she was a teacher by, uh, by, uh, mm-hmm. at first, right? Uh, Ten years English teacher, right? Okay. And so uh, she's like, she calls me and I'm at work and she's like, Dominic, I got this idea for this. I got this idea for a company, right? I was like, okay, tell me about it. And so she was like, you know, English this, school teacher that. And I was like, oh, oh, oh stop. Like, so it was like a lot of like teaching jargon and stuff like that. I was like, hold mm-hmm. on, stop. I don't know what any of that means, but if you say we can do this, I believe in you. Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we, uh, we, 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 re- we went, we went big. We went big from the jump. Oh yeah. So we, we, we bought a house, quit our jobs. Um, my, uh, sister, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My sister-in-law had, um, uh, was getting married in Mexico, so we went down there to Mexico. You know, went to the uh, to the wedding stuff like that, and she got pregnant. Again, we got pregnant while I'm in sorry. Mexico. Well, not while I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it was while in Mexico. It could have been before. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not sure. But all of this is happening all at the, same, at the same, time. same time, right? Okay, you know. And so we st- we started this company and this that, and the other, right? So we get back from Mexico, and you know, we start the the company's rolling, right? Mm-hmm. Like off the bat. Doing really well, stuff like that, right? And the company is focused on? Educational consulting. So what we do is we write curriculum and do professional development with teachers, uh, nonprofits, corporations, and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, I I always like to say when uh, when teachers have in-service days, Mm -hmm. that's where we come in and and make our money. Okay. So uh, this is like 2014. We're rolling, uh, you know, uh, having big contracts, this, that, and the other. And then we get word around January that there's something going on with the pregnancy, right? And so, like, maybe there's not enough, like, blood flow to the baby or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it got to where March. Like, March was set up to be, like, our greatest month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, over $30,000 set up in contracts. We were like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, yep, we about to do this thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, those complications got worse. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had to uh, uh, stop working and be on bed rest. March 6th, uh, she gave birth to our son, Maximus. And six days later, he passed away. Mm. And so you talk about like questioning everything, questioning Mm. your purpose, questioning God, questioning, you know, why the hell did we do all that stuff? Start a company, bought a house, this, that, and the Mm -hmm. other, right? And so that was, those were some tough times. Those were some tough times. You talk about, you know, just really just being angry and mad and sad and whatever all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, uh, a lot of people said that, you know, what, if you want to go back to work and this and the other, like nobody would like say anything bad about you. You gave it your best shot and like just, just overwhelming thing that nobody could have prepared for. Right. Mm-hmm. But we kind of took it as, you know, at this point, you know, starting a company is hard. We always know this. Mm-hmm. Right. But at this point, how worse how how much worse can it get like right. it can't get worse than this right so starting a company is kind of like it's peanuts yeah right so like if we can get through this which we did right mm-hmm. we can start a company and so my sister-in-law who i love to death she gave us the greatest advice to go through that she said dominic if you focus on all your attention 
you know, on Kenda, that's my wife's name, Kenda. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you focus all your attention, making sure she's okay, and she focused all her attention, making sure you're okay, you both will be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got through it. That's wow. how we got through it. What and did those days look like of focusing on each other? You know, uh, it it, it kind of took a uh, a situation of just kind of just getting to re you know know one another again, mm-hmm. right? You know what we want from our company, what we want from our lives. You know, uh, also you know pouring into because we have a daughter, you know as well. You know, mm-hmm. pouring into our daughter and just going to the park, keeping mm-hmm. it simple, going mm-hmm. to the park, watching TV together. Uh, cooking together, you know, mm-hmm. just anything that we can do to kind of make sure that we're okay, you know. And then every once in a while, you're like, Kendi, you're okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Like, Donna, you okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay, right? Did you notice her morning was a little different than your morning? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because the, the thing is, is that she was going to nurse, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine going through this huge loss, right, and you're still producing mm. You know, milk for a, a baby that's not there. Oh wow! Right, like it's like I I I, I know <laughs> I I went through my struggle, my whatever. I can't imagine what that's like. Mm-hmm. I I can't even imagine what that's like. And so I think that just speaks to the testament and the the awesomeness of my wife. Mm-hmm. Right, you know. Yeah. But like, but you know, I I, I praise her every day. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Like Al's really is a love story because like the thing is. A lot of people see me out here talking about owls and this, that, and the other, but she's actually the CEO of the company. Is she's she? my boss. I know that's right. Right. She's that's my usually boss. The women right? usually I, run things. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I answer to her. And so what I try to do is that if she's the brain, I just try to be the engine. And so I just try to make sure that like we get opportunities, that we make sure we you know hit those networking uh-huh. events and, and, and capitalize on those networking mm-hmm. events, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's kind of that's kind of our story. Wow! How did you come up with the name Owls? You know, well, so Owls is an acronym for uh, Optimism, Wisdom, Leadership, and Strategy. Oh, okay. Right, and so honestly, we wanted to when we started the company, we wanted to be known as like the smart kids, nerds for hire, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, we really want to think about what type of animal or something that kind of speaks to intelligence, sto- being stoic, being knowledgeable, like some a place you can always go to where you understand that like, hey, if I go to them, either 90% of the time they're going to have the answer or the other 10% of the time they know where to get the answer mm-hmm. and it's not going to take that long. So that's kind of how okay. we came up with the, the idea of the company because – you know, a lot of people were saying, like, why don't you call it, like, Lawson Consulting or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, you know, whatever. Everybody right? had a lot of great ideas. Right, huh? exactly, right? Okay. But, like, we wanted to, because the thing is, when, when it comes to our company, you know, we, we promote it. It's us. We mm-hmm. created it, whatever the case may be. But we wanted to be bigger than us, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not about it's not about us. It's about the work that we do, you know, going in and helping young people, helping teachers to help young people in the classroom, in the nonprofit space, and even in corporations as well. Mm-hmm. So how is it working with your spouse on a day-to-day? Believe it or not, and a lot of people don't even realize this, but like we actually have like two different calendars. Really? Right? Yeah. So it's like true enough, like we can be sitting like literally 10 feet away, mm-hmm. but worlds apart. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a situation where, you know, we're like always up, up, uh, up under each other or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. We literally are. There are literally times where we'll start our day at eight mm-hmm. and uh, go to like six. It's like, hey, what's up, Kendra? How you doing? <laughs> right? Because like we literally have Y'all are not, focused on different things. We're, we're different on, focused on different things, right? So okay. usually she's creating the product. She's usually going out into the field to different schools in the area uh, doing the work. And I'm usually like trying to drum up more business, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, uh, do networking, do content, you know, like the podcast that we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we really do have our defined roles really do kind of make sure that we have that separation. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like we're just all, you know, uh, up under each other all the time. So Wow. Wow. I was wondering <laughs> how would it be to work with my spouse gotcha. on a day to day. Right. But if we're focused on different things, you know. Right. If, if you have those defined roles and this is for yeah. anybody who's thinking about starting a company with their spouse. If you have those defined roles, it's really not that difficult. Right. Because like like I said, you know, we all we you know, I have my task and stuff like, you know, sometimes like no lie. You know, it'd be a situation where 
I'll be sitting like 10 feet away from her mm-hmm. and she'll drop some, hey, you have this task to do sent from Kenda, right? <laughs> and it's like, you could have just told me that, right? But but it's 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 fun. But I do the same thing to her too. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. But you know, it is what it is. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. you started Owls LLC. Mm-hmm. How did the podcasting come into play? It's funny you mention that because what happens is a lot of times, and this will probably happen here on, you know, on your episode here, mm-hmm. is that my brain moves faster than like I write. Mm-hmm. or whatever and so my wheels in my brain are always turning mm-hmm. right and so what happened was it started off as a blog like i'll write like a business blog talk about business topics and stuff like that and so since she's the english teacher she would edit them right mm-hmm. but it got to a situation where like there was too many red marks and it was taking too much time for her to edit them and she's like dominic get the hell uh, out of here process she's like go, uh-uh. go, go do a podcast <laughs> get out of here wherever the case may be right and so that was uh that was what in September of 2016 mm-hmm. is when she told me that. So I took like two months to uh, kind of research, you know, podcasting, you know, the way the uh, where the industry is going, how to do it, how to start up stuff of that nature. And on November 1st, 2016, we started the Startup Life podcast. And your focus is entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, business, leadership, stuff like that. We always say that, look, if there's an entrepreneur out there, we're going to reach them. And we're going to get them, give them tangible advice, tangible tools that as soon as the episode is over, they can use them. Mm-hmm. So and if I'm not able to do that, then I haven't done my job. And so we've been doing this for going on three years now, getting ready to mm. get close to uh, episode 100, which we're very excited about. Mm-hmm. I actually want to announce on your show what the name of that episode is going to what be. What is it going to be? It's going to be, you know, a, a lot of people was asking me, like, look. You know, 100th episode, what are you going to do? Live show. Are you going to do a big name guest? And I was like, nah, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to go back to basics. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be, be me and Startup Nation. That's what I call my audience, Startup mm-hmm. Nation, right? And so the, you're going to go solo go, on I'm that gonna go solo. Okay. I'm going to go solo. Okay. It's just going to be me and, my, me and my crew, me and okay. my tribe, right? And the name of the episode is going to be, it's time to stop being selfish. Mm, why? And so, and, and so the reason I want to make it that is because, look, we all have gifts ordained by God, right? Whether that be a goal, a dream, a business, a podcast, or wherever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we let what? Fear stop us, right? Mm-hmm. But what if somebody, there's somebody out there who needs to hear your podcast? What if there's somebody out there that needs your gift to cure cancer or HIV? What if somebody is out there is waiting for you to attain that goal so that way, you know what? If they did it, now I can do it too. So if you withhold the world from that, you know, that gift, that dream, that goal, mm-hmm. you're being selfish. Wow. You're true. being selfish. And yeah. so that's what we're going to talk about. It's, it's time to stop being selfish. And you know what? Um, I, I met with you on yesterday mm-hmm. for the Startup Life, and we kind of talked about um, just different ways we could do these pods. And, and I've been having a guest each time on mine and mm-hmm. we talked about maybe me doing a solo one Ooh, solo dolo how do you get your mind prepared for a solo podcast you know what it honestly at first out of necessity mm-hmm. because it's like you know when you tell people about like you know hey i started this podcast like first i'd be like what's a podcast like what is that right mm-hmm. so like you know it's like a show like a radio show on demand whatever the case may be but it came from a place of i couldn't get guests for my show mm-hmm Right. And so those first seven episodes, just me solo dola. I was like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. I got to get content out there. Mm -hmm. I just got to go for it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that first episode took me two days to record. It's only 36 minutes long. Mm -hmm. You had to get it right. I had to get it right. You had to get it. I already know. I had to get it right. (laughs) Right. But when it comes to that, a lot of of prep, Mm -hmm. a lot of prep, right? A lot of people who, who are consumers of podcasts may not know this. But like for me, and it's a pretty across the board, right? You probably know this, Ina, too, that like, you know, for every 15 minutes of content that you hear, there's probably an hour of work that went into that 15 minutes, mm-hmm. right? So if it's an hour long show, that's four hours of work, yeah. right? At least that's been in my case, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, what I do is like, you know, that prep work. And then also I just envision my audience. Like I envision, I have like that avatar of what they look like, what they're doing. Are they cleaning up? Are they on the treadmill? Are they on the way to work, on their way away from work, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just talk to that person, mm-hmm. right? And one thing I, I uh, tell people, you know, tell new podcasters when um, when uh, when they can't, like, visualize that person, 
take a picture of like, you know, your your spouse or your friend or your cousin or a family member and just look at them. Talk mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is like one of those hacks I kind of tell people. So but mm-hmm. that's how that's how I prepare for a solo show. Wow. What has been out of all of your episodes, your favorite episode? Can you even dwindle it down yeah. to one? There's a, there's there's quite a few of them. Okay. There's quite a few of them. What's like, your top three? Top three. Uh, three would be a double episode I did. It was right after Jay-Z dropped 444. Okay. And so when he was talking about, and I can't remember the name of the song, uh, where he was talking about like economic empowerment and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I was like, you know what? We can, we can, we can continue that conversation. So mm-hmm. I called it 445. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's probably three. Number two wow. is probably the the Lonzo Ball episode. Okay. Right. And so when everybody was talking about like five hundred dollar pair of shoes, I would never, uh-huh. you know. But like, hold on, wait a minute. First of all, let, let's break <laughs> this down. Like, you know, he doesn't have like big time distributors and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And also, he's trying to make a splash. You mm-hmm. talking about it, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You're giving him free press, aren't you? Five hundred dollars shoes probably pay for themselves after a while, right? Yeah. So, Lonzo Ball is a great like topic um, to talk are about. Are you kidding me? Are you are you like a proponent of Lonzo Ball? You know and what he was doing with his boys, or still is doing. I. I I, I I have no issue with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why. Because people, you know, like if you have like a, a kid who who you want to raise as an attorney, you, you prop them up, you you put them, you, you speak life into them, mm-hmm. you give them all the tools you need. Lonzo Ball is just a good dad to me. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, he's there. Mm-hmm. He's very. He, he's there. Now, granted, so he, there. He, he extra. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing I say about people who call other people extra is that only basic people call other people extra. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. But like he's there. And so I, I like Lonzo Ball. I have no issue with it. Mm-hmm. But my my probably my the episode I'm probably most proud of is one I did uh, a few months ago. It's called Entrepreneurship Doesn't Require Background Checks. Mm. And so what that was talking about was you have a lot of people who who look like us. Right. Who who they get out of jail or whatever the case may be. And they're not really set up for success. Mm-hmm. You know, they try to get a job they want to do. Right. But like, you know, they got like they got issues in their background. Right. And so I was like, well, hell, start a company. Entrepreneurship doesn't require background checks. True. Right. Like, you know, find something that you'd like to do, you know, sell it, monetize or whatever. Let's do it. And so basically it was a way of. Uh, to encourage people to kind of do my part to fight recidiv- uh, recidivism. I think I'm saying it right. Mm-hmm. You know, people going back into the system and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but honestly, to encourage them and give them, once again, tangible tools that you can use as soon as the episode ends. So that's probably my top three. Wow. Mm-hmm. I like those top three. I like Thank those. You. you know, we talk about content creation, and that's mm-hmm. what we do as podcasters. Where do you think the future of content creation is going? It's king. It's king because the thing is, is that people are wanting new stuff to listen to. They want they I I believe they want to be entertained, informed and or empowered or inspired even. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talk about like, you know, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday. uh, When you think about new cars coming off the assembly line. Right. Which you you also see they have like that in dash uh, touchscreen. Right. And so people are wanting that on-demand content, right? And people want to have new stories, new vision. Because I think in this world of, you know, you know, no, not there's nothing wrong with recycled content, no, right? But after a while, somebody wants something original, Mm -hmm. right? They want to hear a new voice. They want to hear a new sound. They want to hear new ideas. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we talk about, you know, creating content, when we talk about how Spotify has $500 million earmarked for podcasting, right? Mm -hmm. And they just bought Gimlet Media and they bought Anchor. Uh, Mm -hmm. Many podcasters know what Anchor is. A lot of people start podcasts with Anchor, but especially Gimlet because Gimlet up until a few months ago was valued at $15 million. Mm And Anchor, I mean, Spotify bought it for $200 million. Mm -hmm. So that right there tells me that like, podcasting is it, it, we haven't even you know uh cracked the surface yet <laughs> i know it's just really haven't. at the beginning of right. this life cycle and, and so i think you know what we do at the startup life and what you do with verbally effective i really think people who are getting in a podcast and take it serious mm-hmm. on the ground floor of something major mm-hmm. warren buffett talks all the time about how how if you invested 
$40 in Coca-Cola back in, in the 40s, mm-hmm. you have $8 million today. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, a, that's something that a lot of people are afraid to do. They're afraid to kind of put themselves out there. I think so. And are afraid to be like on the ground floor or something. Mm-hmm. Now, once you start like going up that ladder, mm-hmm. right, then you have other people like, you know what? I knew you was going to do something with that exactly. podcast. I knew you was going to do something with that company. <laughs> That's how you know, it go, right? Right, right. But I think that if more and more people were willing to kind of honestly just bet on themselves, oh, like yes, you have so. no idea how much power you have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as, you know, as a, as a human being. Mm-hmm. And I think people honestly forget that. I think that gets beaten out of them, at, you know, sometimes at school, sometimes at work, sometimes mm-hmm. in other situations in their lives. But mm-hmm. like we honestly have the the biggest currency out there for podcasting is the power to create yeah the power to create and with with podcasting it's it's you anybody can be a podcaster exactly. i'm talking about my son my five-year-old can have a podcast right now right i'm talking about content right content content absolutely content. when you when you and i'm glad you brought that up because when we talk about like we got kids mm-hmm. with youtube channels mm-hmm. making mad bank Baby, number one YouTube maker was Ryan Toys Review. Right. Exactly. Right. Yes. This kid. How old is he? What? Five Five years old. That's what I'm saying. Like, come on. So I think it's like the influx of social media, too. It is. No, no, no. For sure. Reality TV. Absolutely. All of these things come into play Mm -hmm. with this content. It is. Original content. Original content. That's why you see, you know, and, and we have a podcast network, Shameless Plug, the Binge Podcast Network. Um, but that's one of the things we really focus on. Like we have shows that other people have that come to the network, but we make it a point to have, you know, original shows that, you know, that we created that belong strictly 100% to us. That's why you see, and everybody understands who makes cr- uh, content knows that. That's why you see a Netflix original. That's why you see a Hulu Original. And I was wondering when they started doing that, were they going to be successful? But those are just as good they as are. the they, top they, box they office are. people. They are. And, and the thing is, is like, you know, the reason they're doing it, and, and it's, a, it's a wonderful business model. Mm-hmm. What they did was Hulu and Netflix is like they take a content that everybody already know, Batman movies, superhero movies, uh, love stories, whatever you want the case may be. Took that, gained that credibility, right? Once they had enough capital to, you know, to uh, to you know, to really off branch and do other stuff, that's when they start making original content, mm-hmm. and that's where the real money is, mm-hmm. right? And and so and then not only that, not only you making original content, keep in mind it's original, so you you have to go to Netflix to get it. Right. You have to it's go like to Hulu to get it. It's like you cut so many middlemen right. exactly. out. Exactly. You know, so you ain't got to pay them the licensing fees and all this Straight other stuff. To the money. And it all comes down to one fundamental fact mm-hmm. creating content. Mm-hmm. Creating content. Content is king. Mm-hmm. You know what, Dominic? After like talking with you yesterday, mm-hmm. one thing I learned about you, I know you're a creative. You you like to create. I, we, do. I know we're talking about content. You mm-hmm. told me, you know, the things that your wife does, the things that you do as far as the company. You, you are the creator, right? Mm-hmm. So if you could create. A new podcast. Ooh, oh my what goodness. would that look like if if there were no limits on what you could do creatively? You know, there was no cap on money. If you could do what you wanted to do with a podcast. Gotcha. That that's an amazing question because you know my my business partner Ron Brooks. You know, uh, I always have to check in with him. Cause I'll, I'll make a new podcast a day. <laughs> I swear. I have new idea. I have a. I have a. Uh, one of my idols growing up is Dr. Dre, right? Mm-hmm. West Coast Dr. Dre, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know the chronic, this, that, and the other. Absolutely, right? Yeah, so I know all I, about that. Right. And so I remember him talking about his football, right? Like this, this com- compilation of tapes to where he just like, you know, used samples here, samples there to kind of get spark new ideas. And mm-hmm. so I had to check in with Ron every so often, like, you know, Dominic, come on out the clouds now. We can't make that. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, there are a few, honestly... If there was one, I would love to make a pie a a, a, a battle rap podcast. Oh, battle rap. Like a competition one. Yeah. Right? Like with like a purse and mm-hmm. everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like just have like like sixteen guys come in, you know, mm-hmm. sixteen bars, like your hottest, right? Mm-hmm. And like have them um have them like introduce themselves with like mixtapes or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, spit a high sixteen or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. And then another guy come in or the second half of the show, spit a high sixteen, introduce himself. That would be cute. And then and at the end, 
they go at it. And who would be the judge? You? You know, now I had to bring it. I, I'm not the expert. <laughs> it's like I, it's one, so of, so. one of that's true. That's true. But one of my one of my loves, one of my first loves, is hip hop. Mm-hmm. Love hip hop, right? And so because because hip hop, unlike the girls that you're you know in middle school, they don't make fun of you, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so that's why I love hip hop. But now I would have to bring in somebody who is. You know, like somebody who is credible because that brings credibility to the show. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I could do it, but that's not what's best for the show. And I think that's important when we talk about starting a podcast and also even starting a company. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you have to understand, like the thing you're trying to create is very important. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it may cause you to sacrifice yourself for the betterment of the idea. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the best thing to do. And a lot of people don't understand that. But we mm-hmm. would have we probably have more businesses out there. Yeah. If people understood that for sure. And I don't think a lot of people want to be vulnerable and put themselves out there. You know, it, it, it takes some courage. I get it. <laughs> I get it. But one of my favorite mentors, uh, Brene Brown, she talks about how vulnerability mm-hmm. is power. It is. right Because vulnerability is freedom. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, a, a lot of times people see Dominic out here, like just like, you know, spouting off whatever or creating and saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, I'm trying to be a billionaire, you know, mm-hmm. and it ain't going to make itself. And, you know, you got to speak life. Into right. That. Exactly. You right. got to speak right. it. And so, you know, and when you say stuff like that, especially, you know, where we live, right. People are like, bro, stop. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, bro. Mm-hmm. You mean Dominic from South Memphis? Lamar mm-hmm. Terrence Projects? Boy, please. <laughs> no, no. Right. But the oh, thing wow. is like, but to be able to to speak life and to be like, you know what, I'm going to do this and I don't care what anybody say, that's freedom. Mm-hmm. But that freedom requires vulnerability and that vulnerability really does equal power. Yes, I, I'm I'm fully on board with that. Mm-hmm. Now, with the Startup Life pod, um, mm-hmm. long term wise, I know you said you wanted to be more behind the scenes eventually. For sure. So what is your game plan with the pod network? I, because I know at this point... You know, you've been partnering yeah. with quite a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's your game plan and how do you know when you find the right partner to partner with the Startup Life Pod? Oh, that's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a shameless plug. Once again, the Bench Podcast Network with my, my friend Ron Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we talk about the startup life, I, I've thought about this for a while. Like, I, I even thought about, like, if something were to happen to me today, like, it's in my will, like, okay, Kenda, this person needs to take over the startup life, right? Like, so she knows who that person is, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, if I were to live out my days like I want, right, mm-hmm. that person would have to be, one, knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. They have to be knowledgeable. No, you know what? Scratch that. The supersede knowledge. <laughs> supersede knowledge. That person would have to be, have to care about the audience. Like, Startup Nation, they, those are my, that's my tribe. Mm-hmm. Those are my people. And I don't take that lightly. One thing I tell people all the time is like, when you start a show and I start a podcast, your podcast don't belong to you. It ain't your show. Now, you may pay for the host server. You may do the the show notes and everything, but it ain't your show. It belongs to the audience. Mm -hmm. And so you need to talk to them. You need to cater to them. And so that's the first thing. They need to understand that Startup Nation is a tribe and they need to take care of Startup Nation. Mm -hmm. Knowledgeable. So that's the second part, right? And so you need to constantly and, you know, consistently, because that's important, Give them the tools they need to succeed. Mm-hmm. We're trying to create entrepreneurs out here. We're trying to empower people. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that deep in your soul, you you can't roll with the startup life. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do it. Okay. Can't do it. You gotta so, have some boundaries. Now. Got, you, <laughs> got to. Got to. But like, I, I think, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, once again, you know, breaking news for the startup life, I guess. Uh, I, I'm, I don't want to keep doing the startup life. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love the show. Mm-hmm. It's my baby. I created it out of nothing. This, this, that, and the other. But you know, like how you have like the Tonight Show, mm-hmm. and you have like you know the Tonight Show is the institution, but you have to bring in newer, mm-hmm. fresher talent. You do right, and so you know it would be selfish of me to think that I can always bring that you know mm-hmm. bring that to the forefront. And so I'm always scouting for who would you know may want to take over the startup life after a while because it's bigger than me. It's mm-hmm. bigger than me. And so mm-hmm. uh, really the succession plan and probably around episode 200, mm-hmm. I'll probably get really serious about that because yeah. I, I got, I got other ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought about starting a podcast network, but yet here we are. Mm-hmm. And so we have, um, like I said, we have the bench, but I created two new shows. 
uh, Just Blurden that I'm I'm really proud of. It's a black nerd show. Talk about wrestling and superheroes mm-hmm. and comic books uh, from the black nerd perspective, right? And mm-hmm. then my NBA podcast, Nothing But Buckets, I'm really proud of as well. All things NBA. It's okay. that simple, right? What's your favorite NBA team? Oh, Grizz. Come on. You for real? Are you a Grizz fan? Yes. I was never like, are you one of them LeBron LA newbies? No, no, uh, oh. no, no, no. Okay. Uh, before the Grizzlies moved here in 2001, I, I was a New York Knicks fan. Okay. Right. I, I love the New York Knicks. You know, big fan of Latrell Sprewell, Allen Houston, Patrick Ewing, mm-hmm. those cats. But like once the the team moved here, I was like, you know, uh, no, nah, man. Memphis, What's up with Memphis the Grizzlies, though? Ooh. Come on, Grizz fan. You now, know, let me ask you this. Is <laughs> it, Conley gone yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think he's gone just yet. But Gasol did. But God, yeah, he he, he got. He, Gasol You know, dipped. it's like you can't be mad at him, right? I'm but, not mad you, at him. You can't be mad at him, right? <laughs> because, not. like, and, and I don't know what it is. I'm surprised it took this long, that's though. True. I don't know what it is about the Grizzlies. Like, for some reason, like, the past couple of seasons, like, the, the, the like that first 10, 15 games, they out here beating everybody. Like, a lot of people don't remember that, like, the Grizzlies beat the Houston Rockets, I believe, twice right. earlier this year. Right. I remember right? that. And so, we like, like what? It's like, okay, okay, we about to we, dominate we this thing, right? We always be like, right? we about to. And then, and then that, and then that <laughs> Al Bundy syndrome sit in, that Al Bundy syndrome sit in, you're like, uh, here, where, where's the other shoe? It's about to drop. Where right. is it? And so, I, I don't know. A lot of people say it's the 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 front office, you know, this that, and the other. Do you but, think that's what it is? Because if 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 Gasol is gone, Conley, mm-hmm. what are we bringing in? What kind of talent are we bringing in? Well, I mean, they're 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 being competitive now, right? Like they're being quite competitive mm-hmm. now, a little bit. They're still losing games, right? But you know, yeah. uh, but I, with all the small market teams, they always talk about this. But like you know, you got to build through the draft. Mm-hmm. You got to got to get those draft picks. Okay. But when we talk about the front office, leadership is important. It doesn't matter if it's business or mm-hmm. or sports. Like mm-hmm. leadership is important, and if like you don't have the right right leadership in play, everything else. I don't care from the power forwards to the hot dog stand guy. It's all going to fall apart. Wow, it's all going to fall apart. Have you heard any rumors about some top pick names we were going to get, or we I, just betting on I, the draft? You know, it's you know, it's 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 early. A lot of people are saying like this draft class is not very strong, and so like uh. if you don't get like that top five to eight. Pick or whatever, mm-hmm. like probably not getting no game change. Like everybody wants Zion, right? Everybody, right. everybody wants Zion. Right? Everybody, everybody wants Zion, mm-hmm. right? The chance of Grizz against Zion, maybe uh, what percentage? Maybe, maybe you know, <laughs> point zero zero zero. Oh, we not starting two, nine, good. One. I don't know, but wow. like, but you no, know, I like to think about it though. Jared Jackson Jr. Yeah. and Zion Wilson, go Grizz, know. right? Go Grizz. What about? LeBron uh, succeeding uh, Jordan's record. Did you hear about that? I did. I did. I actually, uh, I, I just wrote the script for Nothing But Buckets that we're going to record this uh, Saturday, and I had mm-hmm. to, I had to like write that in there. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people look. I'm just going to say this. I'm probably going to make some people mad from my generation, Let but it is hear. what it is. Let me okay? hear what you got to say. So. We always have this goat conversation, right? Who is the goat? Who is the goat, right? <laughs> First of all, let me just like just stop it right now. You can't answer that question. It's a team sport. So you can't answer that question. The only mm-hmm. time you can answer that question is like single sports. Like Serena Williams, mm-hmm. the goat. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the goat. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, the goat. The goat right? Okay. I honestly think uh, Serena Williams, and I'll I fight people all day on Facebook, that like Serena Williams is probably the best athlete of her generation mm-hmm. of any she sport. Called now. She of called. any sport. Mm-hmm. Right? But that's neither here nor there. But, you know, um, I like LeBron. Mm-hmm. I do. Were you ever like a gung ho fan for him though? No, no. Like Cleveland, uh, none of that. No, 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 no. As long as the Grizzlies are here in Memphis, I'm a Grizzlies fan, right? But I, I, I respect you know LeBron's game. I love his game, right? Mm-hmm. I would pick Jordan over LeBron if I was starting a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you cannot deny what he's done. You okay. just can't. Like you know, pass you know fourth on the all time scoring list. Like Ina, like this dude is on pace to have at the end of his career. To have forty thousand points, ten thousand rebounds, mm-hmm. and ten thousand assists—that's two K numbers, mm-hmm. right? Like that's video game numbers. That's cold. That's 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 some real stuff. But that like, yeah, I, I like LeBron. I like LeBron. I'm not a, like a LeBron fanboy, but I like LeBron. 
Okay. So, you know, we kind of, that was just if I was a guest <laughs> on your NBA <laughs> pod. Glad to bring you in. Now, let me ask you, what do you guys talk about on the nerdy, the nerd pod? What, what? is it called? Just blurting? Just blurting. So, right. what kind of topics do you guys hit on? Well, we talk a, a lot about superheroes. One person would say that we only talk about superheroes, but that we're going to deal with that later. <laughs> uh, but no, we, we talk about like superhero movies. We talk about comic books. We talk about wrestling. Uh, and honestly, and we this goes back to the uh, that uh, that theoretical pod we talked about earlier about the hip hop show or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not the expert, mm-hmm. so I went and found experts, right? And mm-hmm. I think you know, once again, you know, I'm sorry, I'm always going to bring it back to business, right? Mm-hmm. But when we talk about building the business, sometimes you're not the expert, and sometimes it's okay to a go get help mm-hmm. and b hire people who are smarter than you. Mm-hmm. And so when it came to just blurring, I look, look. This is a niche that I want to be in. I want to be in the blur niche. And so uh, they talk about like the last episode, they talk about the state of the black wrestler. Mm-hmm. And so there's these things about like how Vince McMahon isn't pushing, you know, the African-American talent to the when top. I think of, about it. I can't think of a black wrestler right, right now. Right. Like they talk about like Kofi Kingston and, uh, and, and Nia Jackson, stuff like that. But like they're mm-hmm. not getting that like that, that publicity push. Mm-hmm. Like the machine of, out behind exactly them. right, okay. and so they talked about you know what, who would, who would that be if they had their choice stuff mm-hmm. like that. But one of my favorite segments that I create on this show because like for all of us who are nerds or whatever the case may be, we always have these discussions about okay, what if this person from this universe fought this person from universe, who would win? Mm-hmm. So we created a segment to talk about like who would win in a theoretical fight. Wow! And so that's always fun. But we talk about. A little bit of pop culture and stuff like that. I think we're actually probably going to dive into a little bit of that stuff. It's definitely this uh, recording. We're recording that. Recording nothing but Bucket Saturday. Recording Just Blurred and Sunday. Wow, that's so, awesome. So, yeah, but it, it's a really fun show. It's a really fun Aww, show. Dominic, I look out. up to you because you could be Don't do that. <laughs> in your own creative capacity mm-hmm. and push these ideas out and make the time to do it. Like, I, I long to do that soon. It, it, it's, I'm working towards no, that. No, I got you. I got you. It, it's It's... It's the freedom we talked about. Yes. It's that it's that vulnerability, right? Yes. Because like there are people who who talk about nothing but buggers like that's trash. Oh, they don't the, know what the, they're talking the, about. The, the, the download numbers say otherwise. Exactly. But, and, and, and those five star ratings we got on yeah. iTunes say otherwise too. But that's neither here nor there. But mm-hmm. like when you create something new, you know, or strike out on your own or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, you know, you have to be vulnerable mm-hmm. because the vulnerability leads to the freedom. And the freedom leads to self-actualization for anybody who's familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You want to get at that self-actualization, that point where, you know, you're in your zone, you're in your mm-hmm. element. And when you think about, you know, LeBron or Jordan or Kobe, self-actualization through and through. They know who they are. Mm-hmm. They don't care what anybody says about they them. don't care. And they keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And they cash checks. Yeah. And you know what? Well, that and, works. And, and it's crazy because a lot of people give a fuck about what somebody else thinks. Don't they? Don't. That is, is more them. I, I, I never <laughs> understand that. Like, why the hell would you give somebody that much power over you? Yes. Why yes. would you do that? Somebody who don't even deserve it. That don't even deserve. They don't it. even deserve that you know power. What? You won't give that power to your, you know, your spouse or your yeah. friend. But you get at somebody like you don't know, yeah. or somebody you know who hate on you. Come on, hello. Now. And see, I have a thirteen-year-old son, and I'm trying to get him to understand that right, right. now. You know, he's at that impressionable oh, yeah. age. We all and, been there. And, and I'm like, you know, I want you to continue to be a leader, but you already see some of the signs mm-hmm. that come into play when I know. Okay, that don't even sound like him. That sound like somebody else. What he's telling me, you know, right. like peer pressure sure. things of that nature so i'm just trying to keep instilling in him just to to go by your own rules like and don't even give a fuck about right. what your boy brian said over right. here it's it's funny you mentioned that there's this video that we do in some of our for owls that we do in our training sessions right and so it's a video of a guy just like there's just like this let's i think it's like an outdoor concert right and like this guy off by himself like just like Having Dance. a good old Just time. Just having a good old time by himself, <laughs> right? By himself. Right. And for a while, he's by himself. Mm-hmm. But then one person joins, and they dance with mm-hmm. him, right? And then two more people, mm-hmm. and then three, and then four. And then by the end of the video, literally everybody who was sitting down on the grass mm-hmm. was right there with them, mm-hmm. right? And so what does that tell you? That, mean, that means that, like, you know, why not forge your own path? Mm-hmm. Why not create your own destiny? Because the thing is, honestly— eventually somebody's going to follow you. Somebody's going to like what you do. I talk about it on the startup life. Uh, there was an episode. I can't remember the number, 
Uh, but I talk about when you started your company or a podcast, whatever the case may be, stay on your spot. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is when you when you stay on your spot, people will eventually come around to you because this is how it works. You start a company, right? Let's say you start a company, right? You stay on your spot. Hey, I started a company, right? And people are like, hey, that's awesome. That's great. Is that any other, right? But, you know, you stay on that spot and then eventually that the enthusiasm kind of wears. They don't they don't talk, ask about the company, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other, right? And so it gets to the point where you're like, man, I don't know if I started this company, should have, if I should have started this company or not. And so now you're on the dark side of the moon, right? Mm-hmm. You're on the dark side of the moon. But eventually, somebody's going to, they're going to come back around that circle. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what? There's this dude that does this thing that I may mm-hmm. want to pay for, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then eventually they'll come back around to your spot. But what if you start chasing that person? Mm-hmm. And they're looking for you. You, you. You'll never link up. You'll never have those transactions. You'll never build your business. So I always tell people, blaze your own trail. Stay on your spot. You stay on your spot, your people, your tribe, whoever your customers are, whatever the case may be, they will find you. Mm-hmm. And I tell new podcasters, if you have, you know, don't worry about the download numbers. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. If you aren't getting two downloads, that's two people who love your show. Mm-hmm. Focus on them. They're going to stay with you. And believe me, if there's two people who like your show, there's 25,000 people who like your show. Mm-hmm. There's going to be 50,000 people who like your show. Mm-hmm. There's going to be 100,000 people who like your show. But you have to stay on that spot. Mm-hmm. You don't stay on the spot, they won't find you. Got to keep putting that content out, pods out there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I know you You mentioned you You know you was a big hip-hop head. You were a big hip-hop head. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, what about R&B? Love R&B. Oh, really? Love 90s R&B. I think I might enlist the help of my producer, Sanai, on this one. <laughs> Sanai! Come here, girl. <laughs> I kind of changed the game up a little bit when I was thinking I about see. it. Come on this side. Come on this side. So, I, I, was, I was that kid that, like, you know, in the early 90s, Stay listening to the box, watching the box, right? So, yeah. I got you the box. Okay, so this is going to be a 90s R&B game. We're going to change it to Name That Tune. Oh, okay. So, (laughs) both my producer, Sanai, and I are going to sing snippets. Okay. And you're going to name that tune. Oh, my. The title of the song and the artist. Okay. Oh. So I'm a lit. I, I, I got you. I'm a lit. I'm a lit. I'm a lit. I'm a lit. So now I start off. And, but, but. Uh oh. Uh, she don't Uh-oh. want to play. I appreciate being included. Come on, Jeremy. Jeremy ready to play. Ina knows how to sing. That's a no, don't oh. start it. Ina don't has a hidden talent. No. Okay. Well, okay. Fuck it. I'll start off. Let's do it, Ina. <laughs> I want you to name that tune, okay? Okay. Okay. okay uh, hey, hey, listeners out there of the Verbally Effective Pod, don't mind my singing, though. Um, okay, first one. Tell me the name. Name that tune. Okay. Every man wants a woman, but him and her could just go, hey. Just a two of them alone. Kick back to it all day. Come on, Dominique. Uh, just kick it Oh, that's a escape. Okay. That's escape. Just kicking it. Yeah. That's a, that's a escape. Okay, okay. That's, you got that one right. That's escape. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It took me a minute. It took me a minute. Okay, let's see if you get this one, I'm though. Oh, Let's see flat. if you get this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, one, we'll go to my room of two. And I'll say, give me a three. Because tonight I'm gonna. I'm gonna go right to the verse. I don't see nothing wrong. <laughs> that is uh, Robert a Sylvester Kelly. <laughs> oh, R. Kelly, did you say? That is R. Kelly. Yeah. What do you think about R. Kelly Ooh. as of late? Ooh. You know, honestly. Have you seen the Gail King interviews? I have. Mm. I have. Do you think. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. Not the Gail King, but I seen the documentary. I did. You I did saw see the snippets. documentary. I did see snippets you of the Gail King. Oh, you yeah. You saw how mad he got and how he aggressive and he got up I did. and look, was I, I, fighting the air. And ooh, what I, is he mad about? At himself. Mm, that's what it looked like he to got me. He mad at himself. You, you know, when I think of. Look, I have, I have a mother, a, a wife, mm-hmm. but more importantly, I have two daughters. Mm. Right? And so. When I see, you know, look, I love who didn't grow up like an R. Kelly, right? Pie Piper, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, he's a predator, plain and simple. And so it's like I can't, you know, and I I get it. People want to support him, teach his own. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't do it. But you know, uh, but when you talk about Gail King, to me, 
just seemed like them chickens came home to roost. Because I think because I, like, I think he went to jail a few hours after that. After that, right? For, for not paying for like child, paying support. child support. But right. I'm like, what lawyer or PR person in their right mind would send him on that interview? Like, what uh, was your goal for that interview? I don't think you know. And I, let me be clear: I'm not like defending R. Kelly or anything. Mm-hmm. The case may be, but I think that's a classic case of you letting your entourage or your team or whatever kind of dictate, not getting a professional of some sort. Right, maybe because, so. Because, because like, who who in their right mind will let you do that? And, and who who in their right mind will like you know make sure that you know Gail only asks certain questions so that way you know it won't like trigger him right there. Or maybe Gail King is just good at her job. I think she called. You know, I, I you know what I love the way you know she it, has it, such the, restraint. Quintessential black woman. Baby, she she didn't look you know, like she felt like nope. she was in danger. She didn't. She was chill like, like Robert Stop. The force is strong in her. <laughs> she was just chill, Robert Stop. Right. Like you're embarrassing yourself. Right. Please sit down. You're right. The force is strong with Gail. Wow. For sure. Because she showed to sit there very unbothered. Very, very unbothered. But you know, but it could have been a situation where uh Gail knew what questions to ask and she knew where responses were gonna be. And so like if you knew that was gonna happen. Why would you yeah. react? Like I know, right? This I already know really push his button, right? Wow. So, so they had the girlfriends on there today. It's like a three part. It mm-hmm. was yesterday, today, and of course Friday. Right. I don't know who the finale gonna be, but they had the girlfriends, and it's crazy how these young girls that are like twenty one. 22 are saying our parents just want money our parents are parent like they're mm-hmm. all against their parents i'm like what has this world come to i i i, I don't know and, and it's scary to think about mm-hmm. it, it really is because because uh, i remember a lot of people saying you know through the documentaries like but you're like 19 you're 21 you're 36 or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. how could you not whatever i think a lot of people underestimate the power of celebrity mm-hmm and like that, that is, you know, that is some strong Kool-Aid mm-hmm. when you, when somebody said, when some celebrity who sold millions and millions of records mm-hmm. and like has not been, you know, and hit like these influential, like, I believe I can fly. What church hasn't sung that song? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But like when that person notices you and like laser targets on you, that's a powerful drug. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to say no. Yeah. He said he injected the world. What can they do now? Right. But they're going right. to show him what they going to do. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And now they messing with Michael Jackson music. You know, In Canada, they're pulling all his music at this point. Right. It, it, I'm it, not pulling no mic. I don't care yeah, what they say. Look, I, all I'm going to say is this. Like, for, you know, like we've heard the rumors over the years. We've heard like this, that, and the other. I, I guess, you know, I, I need more information mm-hmm. because, I, and it's not like I'm like sitting on the fence. Is like I I like with R Kelly, I now have enough information. And I saw right? the original sex right. tape on R Kelly. Like I know he's lying. Right. Like any, 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 <laughs> anybody who had Kazaa in the early in the early two thousands, yeah, has seen that Hello? whatever. Right, you know. And then because the thing is, is like I you know you you look at it, and he's like that's the same rumors on Cribs, okay, on MTV Cribs, mm-hmm. right. So it's like you know, and then like somebody's like telephone, like yo, like. No, nah, that's that that's Kale's bro. That's Kale. That on, is on, not the brother. And, and, on, and on top of that, right? Like I remember around that time when those allegations, like early two thousand. Don't you remember R. Kelly being on, like, like featured on everybody's song? Everybody. He was everywhere, and so it made me think, like, you trying to collect some checks for a legal fight or something? Like, why are you mm, everywhere? All those settlements. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. It's mm-hmm. like so. It's like I, I like to you know connect dots. Mm-hmm. And so in the early 2000s, I connected those dots because, like I said, he was Nick Cannon, mm-hmm. uh, whatever other, you know, uh, Freeway, whoever of the hot rapper was at the time. He was all over the place. Yeah. Like he's trying to, like, build that that war chest of money to pay yeah. off, you know, those settlements or whatever. You know, a lot of people are saying, like, OK, we we, we already kind of seem like we're on the same page with mm-hmm. what's going on with R. Kelly. Sound mm-hmm. like we're both kind of on the fence about Michael Jackson. But. It seems like they're saying that our our African American men that have made their mark in music history, mm-hmm. the media is trying to bring them down. Do you think it's some big conspiracy with that? It look, th- there's there are certain things to where if it's like a blip, like a one off, like you kind of get it, right? But like when I see uh, what's the big movie guy, um, um, Weinstein, when, when, like when I see uh-huh. him. Like out here free and clear, 
Mm-hmm. And I see Louis C.K., who I, I love Louis C.K., I'm a big fan of Louis C.K., out here free and clear. And I see people who don't look like me out here free and clear, but I see Mike Jackson's name ran through the mud. Mm-hmm. I see Bill Cosby behind bars. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't I don't have enough information to indict and say, like, it's a, you know, it's a, a conspiracy, whatever the case may be. But what I will say is it's something to look into mm-hmm. because, like, like I said, if it's a blip, like it's a one-off, like that's fine. But like, there's a certain pattern here, mm-hmm. and that pattern needs to be followed. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I'm, it is what it is, I guess. Do you think that with the um, input of social media and just technology in general, it, it's do you think a lot of these things have been going on, and now we just see it more because everything is exposed? You, you know, it, it, it's funny you mention that because I, I to answer short answer yes I, I think this has always you know been a thing mm-hmm. right you know sexual predators you know not just towards kids but you know women a, a, as well and so and I'm kind of glad the Me Too movement is here mm-hmm. because it, honestly it's long overdue and you know as as a man I understand and recognize and try my best every single day to understand that I have male privilege and that it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I talk to my wife a lot of times, almost on a day, like, look, you know, um, you know, whenever there's a, a situation where like my privilege is showing, check me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm trying to make, you know, myself better because when we, it came to like, you know, go back to R Kelly and stuff like that. And the me too movement is like, I, it made me realize like, have I, what you know? Have I said something off-putting? Have Makes I? You think, huh? it, it does, right? Mm-hmm. And then I w- I went and asked my mom. She had a story. I asked my wife. She had a story. Oh. I asked my ex-wife about had, you. No, no, not about me, but just like me. Oh, in general, they had right? a Me Too like, story. Like a Me Too story. Oh, right? okay. I went and asked them. It was like they they all had. I went. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was like, okay. Maybe it's just a new thing, a fairly new. So I asked mm-hmm. my my aunt. Right? She's like you know she's seventy. She had a I story. Bet she had a lot. She she did. Mm-hmm. So what that tells me, once again, you know, uh, connecting the dots, this ain't new. Mm-hmm. It, it may be new to some and it may be oblivious to some, even though it's all over the place, but it, it ain't new. And it's something that needs to be rectified. Wow. For sure. And you know what? I mean, it's so good to talk to another podcaster where we can just talk about anything <laughs> from sure. A to Z. For sure. For and Dominic, sure. I have really enjoyed you for coming on the Verbally Thank Effective Podcast. Is it over pod. already? Man, we've been talking for over an hour. What? Fine. <laughs> I know. We, I'm going to have to get you back on here. Okay. okay. Get you back on here. But I really appreciate you for coming. Thank you for um, having me. Thank you so much. Um, do you have any advice? For people that are thinking about starting a podcast or just, you know, some advice for people to, you know, stay with it in the podcasting business. You know, let me let me say this. If you're out there and you're in a cubicle and you're in like driving to work or you're you know driving home or whatever the case may be. If you have like an idea for a podcast, if you have an idea for a business, if you have a goal you're trying to attain, if you have this dream you're trying to reach. Right. Let me tell you that, like, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. The only thing that's going to, like, deplete is time. So if time is going to deplete and that dream, that goal, that business, that idea, that podcast is still in there, you might as well pursue it. If you're at work and all you think about is that idea, I'm not saying quit your job because my wife gets on me all the time. Like, I have you quitting your job, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying quit your job. But what I am saying is vet that idea. Vet that podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and and honestly, if all you think about is that idea and that job, your job performance is going to go down anyway. Mm-hmm. So you might as well at least owe it to yourself to to vet that out. Or at the very least, look at your spouse, look at your kids. You owe it to them to pursue that. I'm not saying like quit everything, drop everything, whatever the case may be. Take some time on the weekend. Take an hour or two after you get off of work. You know, send the kids away to grant to granny's house or grand, grandpa's house and and figure out what that thing is. Because I'm telling you, if you don't share with the world, you're being selfish. Mm-hmm. And I want to see what that idea is. Share with the world.
All right, Dominic Lawson, founder of Owls LLC and the Startup Life Pod. Dominic, how can everybody get in touch with you and check out the pod? You can. Oh, I'm on all mm-hmm. major platforms. Give it all to iTunes, them. Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. We working on Pandora. We ain't quite there yet. iHeartMedia, Acast, on any particular platform. Uh, you know, you want to catch your podcast on. We are there. You can also check out our website, Ask Owls LLC. Uh, dot com. You can also check us out on, on a binge uh, dot com as well. We also have other amazing podcasts there as well. I want to shout out some nonprofits. Go can ahead. I do that today? Because mm-hmm. I, I I work with three nonprofits. I sit on the board of the Hot Foot Honeys. It's the only uh, tap dance company here in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And so we have a big show on uh, April April 5th, 6th, and 7th. I believe those are the dates. But they're in April, early April. Go to hotfoothoneys.com. Also, STS Enterprise. I look near and dear to my heart. Young people are near and dear to my heart. So I work with STS Enterprise. They have a March Madness uh, nonprofit um, uh, basketball tournament that they're trying to do to raise money, stuff like that. Go check that out on March 23rd. Uh, you can go to stsenterprise.org uh, to check them out. And last but not least, let's innovate through education. I love entrepreneurship. And so the uh, to see young people come up with like ideas for companies and stuff like that, I love that. They have a light night. It's going to be the first Thursday in May. I don't I don't know. I think that's May 3rd or something like that, but they have a light night in May. So go ahead, check that out. Uh, LightMemphis.com to check that out. But uh, I love the, the youth of Memphis. I, I I will always bet on a Memphis kid. Mm-hmm. I will always bet on a Memphis kid. And so that's why I always do the nonprofit work with Memphis nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Memphis got that grit and grind and their blood. Let me tell you no something. The, like these kids are creative mm-hmm. They are and they are smart. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people misunderstand them, but like these kids are so awesome. Mm-hmm. They're so awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dominic Lawson, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you for having me. I thank had so much you. fun. I can't believe we're almost done. I, I know. <laughs> we're going to get you back for part two. Okay. I can see now we can go in a lot of different directions. Absolutely. A Absolutely. lot of different ones. But thank you for stopping by the Verbally Effective Podcast.